gentlemen, I'm Stephanie C. Curtison, and uh, right now you are listening to episode 16 of Media Monkeys and Junkie Junkies. Today it's a little, it's a little mixed match. It's a little um, smorgasbord. It's a little ratatouille, if you will. It's a little mixture of things. It's a special episode, but they're all very special episodes, just like Clone High. And um, last week there were. We tried to do this episode for you guys, but there were some technical difficulties, and uh, I ended up giving what was pretty much some special features, some behind-the-scenes, some never-before-heard footage that wasn't used, and I just threw it up, and that was... <laughs> that sounds awful. That one was from uh, Left 4 Dead 2, T-O-O, exclamation point, with Kelly Dove talking about the video game Left 4 Dead 2. So, now we have a real episode for you guys, and I'm really excited um, with me today is a special guest, my good friend, and I'm seeing the bars go way up and down because I'm really loud. My good friend, uh, my first wife, if you will, if you're into, um, to big love and Mormons, uh, I use the phrase first wife to describe, uh, this guest today, ladies and gentlemen, Christina Dorset. Woo! Yes! Okay, um, hi guys, uh, I guess... We're gonna get this bowl roll, ball, ball rolling. Ball rolling. <laughs> this bowl rolling. I'm, I'm just. What is I'm rolling? I'm so happy to be, to be here. That um, I got smiles on my faces. <laughs> on your faces? Yeah. Which ones? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today uh, we had talked about doing one thing, and then we talked about doing another thing, and so I decided, hell, why not do the two of them? <laughs> And uh, the first thing that we're going to talk about today, I'm really excited, it's our first music episode where we're talking about <gasps> the media of music, where we're going to talk about uh, one of my favorite bands, and we will discuss them at great lengths, The White Stripes, <laughs> and uh, following that we're going to talk a little bit about a movie that we watched together that was absolutely wonderful, and that was the, um, ni- uh, the 2009 black exploitation film Black Dynamite. Dynamite! Dynamite! It was really great. So, um, let's talk a little bit about the White Stripes. Uh, Uh, What I could say about the White Stripes. Alright. Often how this goes um, is I try and have someone on... uh, I try and have an expert on on whatever I'm going to talk about. So, if it's something I know a lot about, then I'll get, you know, somebody who doesn't know anything... And then if it's something that I know little about, I try and get somebody who knows a lot about it. Right. And um, when it came to talking about music, um, because I knew I wanted to talk about music at some point, and I knew I wanted to talk about the White Stripes, (laughs) um, it wasn't just a matter of I wanted somebody else who I knew liked them a lot, because I don't know anybody who really... I mean, I know a lot of people that like them. They're really good. Right, yeah. But I didn't know anybody that knew really as much about them as I did. And even though I know you're not way into the White Stripes, I know that you went to see a documentary with me called Under Great White Northern Lights, and I always have to look at my poster. I have a poster (laughs) from it, and the reason I have to look at my poster is because there are actually two um, documentaries about them, and they're both under something lights. Oh, for real? Yes. Did they do the other one, too? Um, yeah, but the other one was less about them, and it was more like, um, it was more like a live CD, DVD thing. Okay, yeah. I want to say it's under... Black something lights. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you keep talking. You talk I, for I a minute it, while I, I look well, for it. The uh, the thing that I find interesting about the white stripes is 
Jack White's relationship with like everything around him. Uh, this was really obvious in Under the Great White Northern Lights when I saw that with Stephanie because he just really thinks that his music is changing lives, which it might be, I don't know. Um, and and it, like he matters a lot when I think in the grand scheme of things, like, he's so oblivious to the fact that, like... No, that's funny you said... No, he actually is... I mean, he is a big deal. I'll tell you that right now, actually. He's... Uh, no, he's really considered a big deal in the guitar world, because... Okay. His... Him as a musician... Like, forget... Yeah. Forget Jack White, that's, the guy. That's the thing, though. Like, as a musician, yes, he's very talented, but, like... <laughs> like your mom says, he's not a good singer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like his voice, but I also, um, for the same reason I like David Bowie's voice, I used to not like David Bowie's voice at all. Now Bowie's my favorite. It's just a matter of, after listening to it for a while, to me, it's just it's just part of their style. Like, to yeah, me, it just, it, it, it's also sometimes like, it just gets part of it. Sometimes it really bad, though. And at those times, I'm just like, God, Jack White, just shut the fuck up and play your guitar, okay? Just shut up. Get to the guitar riff and the bangy drums. And okay. The bangy drums. Um, the bangy drums. The bangy drums. The first White Stripes song that I ever knew was um, Seven Nation Army. That was the first one I heard. And I heard it back in high school. And I, um, I, I thought it was a cool song anyway, but I liked it because I knew um, this. I, I don't want to use the word line dance because it sounds very country. But I but mean, I mean, I mean, it wasn't like I mean, it was kind of line dance. It was a little country. So I knew this line dance to a different song, and I'm not gonna say it because that's real country. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I noticed that this dance also worked to the rhythm <laughs> of Seven Nation Army, and I really liked it. So that just, is something only you would know. So I practiced the dance from another song to that song because I was like. This is cool. Bump listening to country. If this song works for a really good song. And I'm going to do it to the really awesome song. It was Cotton Eye Joe. I know it was. <laughs> you think I don't know that, Stephanie? Because when you started talking about It Must Not Be Named in my head, it started playing. Not like, me, not, not, not Joe. I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Ridiculous. You know that dance? I know a dance. I mean, I've I've seen several different versions. Of yeah. People going, this is the Cotton Eye Joe. And you're like, whatever. I am. I know a version that people <laughs> say is to that song. So yeah. Okay. So the White Stripes. Um, that was the first song by them I knew was Seven Nation Army. And um, going through college, I heard a couple more songs by them. And it got to the point where um, like I was trying to discover new music basically, and I was like. I've never heard a song by the White Stripes I didn't like. Why not? Yeah. I was like, why not buy yeah. a White Stripes CD? And I'm pretty sure the first one that I bought, I want to look at all these. I'm pretty sure the first one that I bought was Elephant, because that's the one that has Seven Nation Army. Uh-huh. Um, it also has The Hardest Button to Button. Um, actually, I'll read the track list out. Uh, it's Seven Nation Army, Black Math, There's No Home For You Here. I just don't know what to do with myself. In the cold, cold night, I want to be the boy to warm your mother's heart. You got her in your pocket. Ball and a biscuit. <laughs> I like ball and biscuit. I do too. I really like ball. <laughs> Let's and have a ball, girl. So my uh, the hardest button to button. Little acorns. Hypnotize. The air near my fingers. Girl, you have no faith in medicine. And it's true that we love one another. 
Right. Um, what are your thoughts on this album? Um, the few songs from it that I've heard, because really, Stephanie listens to the White Stripes a lot more than I do. I just yeah. I mean, I'm just like, oh, them. what you've heard from this, right? Well, I really dig in the cold, cold night. Mm-hmm. I really do, because you don't often hear Meg sing. That's not why you I think like Jack it. White can't sing, right? I know, right? <laughs> well, I mean, that's not why I like it, but I just. It sort of reminds me of like old Southern rock yeah. that that my mom and like grandparents and stuff would listen to. Yeah. That I would really, you know, like get. classic country. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it, it sort of reminds me of that I love "Girl, You Have No Faith in Medicine." But that's probably because every time you see a bottle of acetaminophen in my house, you start yelling at me, "Girl, you have, you have no faith in medicine." I like that. Oh song. god! It's really fun. I have one rock bands. It's the White Stripes song that have one rock band. I mean, I have all the ones that they have of the White Stripes, but there's yeah. only like three or four of them. But Ball and a Biscuit and um, The Hardest Button to Button and Seven Nation Army, those are just really good, like, groove into it songs. I'm trying to think of. Um, okay. And they're really cutesy, too. Let's talk a little bit about Jack and Meg White. Ugh! <gasps> oh. So, um, whether or not you're familiar with the White Stars music, um, I think everyone can agree. Everyone, well, no, this part you have to be familiar with their music. Uh, whether or not you're familiar with their background, okay, I would say that most people I know that have listened to the White Stripes, they think the White Stripes are really good. Like, yeah. the White Stripes are yeah. awesome, they sound great. Let's tell you a little bit about the background of the White Stripes. Um, for a long time, Jack and Meg White, when they uh, started to become kind of famous, um, they were telling people that people thought they were brother and sister and they just kind of ran with it and they're yeah. like, yeah, we're brother and sister. They, we have the same last name. Let's just yeah. go with that. Yeah. In actuality, uh, Jack and Meg White used to be married. Uh, White was Meg White's maiden name. Jack White actually took her name. I'm pretty sure his last name is actually Gillis. So, yeah, I'm, I think If it I'm was. not mistaken. Yeah, Jack White. Um... Go to this Wikipedia. Yeah, John, John Anthony, Anthony Gillis, Gillis, better known as Jack White. So when they got married, he took her last name, which is a cool last name. It sounds pretty yeah, simple. Jack yeah. and Meg White. Jack White. Yeah. So, um, so much better than the Gillis stripes. The Gillis stripes. So, um, they became this band. Well, uh, the two of them got married, and um, they were married maybe a year. They weren't married very long. Yeah. And um, then they got divorced, but he kept her name, and they stayed in this band together. Because they found out during their marriage that um, anything Jack was interested in, Meg would learn to have an interest in. <laughs> uh, we kind of, we had, uh, especially after having watched this documentary God. with the two of them, I already, um, from what I knew about the White Stripes, and from what I know about male and female relations... I was totally, I was like, here's how I think it went down. Yeah. Jack was like, I don't want to be married anymore, we're done. Now, I'm sti- this is all stipulation. I, of course... Can we reenact it? Huh? <laughs> we'll reenact it for you. Here, this But I mean, I want to really, really, like, I have to really push, like, I'm in no way basing this on facts. This is my <laughs> personal opinion. Hypothesis. This is my hypothesis. Yeah. But... I personally believe that Meg White is the saddest woman I've ever seen in my entire life. And so um, much so. And uh, I think that she is, uh, uh, I mean, she's a woman. So I think basically, he, all they had left, because they didn't, 
have any children. They had this band. And in, if she gave up the band, that was all that basically she had left of her husband. <laughs> right. So she stayed in the band with him. Yeah, and Meg, I don't make Meg keep quiet. She just doesn't like to talk. What do you want to say, Meg? And even I, though I'm from Detroit, for some reason I like to talk with a southern accent and pretend that I'm an old black man. Meg White on the drums, ladies and gentlemen. So that's Meg and Jack White. It's my little sister. No, my big sister. It's my big sister Meg on the drums. He <laughs> refers to Meg as his sister still. And I love Jack White. Like a little brother. You're not fooling anyone, honey. Um, You're not fooling anybody. So basically, uh... I know men and I know women and Jack uh, totally I don't think he realizes what he's doing to this woman by staying in this band with her at all oh uh, no he's much too self-centered to realize what he's doing to anyone else but he's totally like oh you still want to be in this band with me cool there are no issues with that we're going to be really good friends we're going to be brother and sister and everything's solid Meg White is the saddest woman I've ever seen hey by the way while your entire life is wrapped around this one thing that and, we do together, and we're getting divorced and staying in this band, I'm right. gonna get remarried. Right, um, and um, and I want some kids. And I'm gonna put uh all these women in our videos, by the way. Right, right, and they're all gonna have your last name. <laughs> My babies are all gonna have your last name with different women. I hope you don't mind. I'm Jack White. <laughs> Right. So we, um, I had already kind of felt that way, but after watching this documentary oh under Jay White Northern Lights, it follows them on this tour, basically through all these really crazy, weird parts of Canada, <laughs> where there are no people and lots of snow. And they've never done a tour of Canada before. I'm trying to think. No one does tours of Canada. I'm trying to think what song he's playing on the piano at the end of the movie, and she starts oh crying because it is so like. She is so not over you. So in love with him. It's going to make me crazy. So I'm just going to Google right quick. Song at the end of Under Great. That's when they're on Great White. Okay. I anyway. So Jack, here's the sitch. Jack is sitting down at his piano, and it's all filmed in black and white, and it's you know a really beautiful song that he's playing and singing along to, and she's just sitting there looking at him adoringly, and then she goes and like sits down beside him, right? Because did they start out sitting beside each other? Yeah, they're on the bench. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so she's just staring at him adoringly, and then she just sort of rests her head on his shoulder, and then starts sobbing. White Moon is the name of the song. Oh my gosh! Let's see what it says. Yeah, not just a few tears either. No, she's seriously like sobbing. And Jack, and Jack sits there. The song, and he just sits, sits there, there so awkwardly for like I don't know. I'd say at least two solid seconds. Like trying to ignore the fact that she's crying. Where you can see on her face, on his face, that he's just like, bitch, shut he's the so fuck uncomfortable. Up. <laughs> and oh then God. finally, uh, she, like she's sobbing, he leans over and gives her a hug. Gives her like a half-ass hug, and yeah, 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 yeah. And, and like, like a kiss on the forehead. A kiss on the forehead, which was even. I mean, daddy issues, please. <laughs> so, please. that's Jack and Meg White. Oh, God. 
And um, basically, Meg White is my example of how never to be in a relationship. I don't want to ever be Totes. Meg White, so I always have to think about that. Yeah, with yeah. The man that I'm. That's I'm sort of in become my with. meter stick as well. Right? I'm like, would Meg White do this? Because I don't want to be Meg White. I, I'm not a Meg White. I, I hope to never be that pathetic. Now let me tell you this, knowing this about the White Stripes, the music to come out of this band... <gasps> horrifying! Horrifyingly delicious! I know, the music it's is so good. good. It's so good, but a part of what makes it really good is that it kind of is a little haunting, you know? Like, I mean, it's haunting and it's a little pretentious oh, and a little... Yeah. And, and, Chauvinistic and misogynistic, <laughs> right, right. I mean, okay. conquest, conquest. <laughs> and they recorded it three times. There are three different versions of conquest. That's yeah. true. Uh, conquest. For those of you who don't know, the conquest is um, it's a man just looking to sleep with a woman, and she, in fact, is the one who makes the conquest when she tricks him into marriage. Right. <laughs> I love that. Because I'm story. Because that's how men, and men conquest, and that's how women that's conquest. That's true. Oh my god, it's such a social commentary. <laughs> and then they recorded it in Spanish. Um, well, I mean, the song is very mariachi style. It is. So um, they recorded a version in Spanish, and then there's the version that's the mariachi version. Right, right, right. And I have all three versions. Yeah, and it's a good, the thing is, if it wasn't so dumb. Catchy. I love that song. It's really good. I love that and, song. And um, that is from Icky Thump. Mm -hmm. um, the second album that I bought was an album called White Blood Cells. And the track list from White Blood Cells is Dead Leaves on the Dirty Ground, Hotel Yorba, I'm Finding It Harder to Be a Gentleman Every Day, <laughs> Fell in Love with a Girl, Expecting, Little Room, The Union Forever, The Same Boy You've Always Known, we're going to be friends. <laughs> Offend in every way. I think I smell a rat. Aluminum. I can't wait till you try to come back, girl. Now, Mary, I can learn and this protector. This might be one that I know the least from. I know I've heard Hotel Europe and fell in love with a girl. Dead Leaves on the Dirty Ground is probably like it's I mean it's probably my favorite white stripe song. It's at least yeah. it's at least in the top three or five. Out of, I mean, out of, out of 104. A lot. Yeah, 104. Yeah, that's not bad. They're doing pretty good. Um, Deadly Slim Dirty Ground is really good. Um, let's see. Hotel Yorba, I like. I love I'm finding it harder to be a gentleman every day just because I like to say that. I like to say that I'm finding it harder to be a gentleman every day. Also because I'm a lady. Right. So, right. Um, fell in love with a girl is good. The Union Forever I really like because uh, I'm a film nerd and I told you about this. Every line from that song is a line oh, from Citizen right. Kane. That is, that's really pretentious. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's look at that hipster pretentious, but it is really cool at the same time. Like, I'm like, that's really cool. It was, it was a really, it's a really awesome song. And that's one thing that Jack White is really big on, apparently, that we learned in the, in the movie, is that he's really big on setting, like, restrictions for himself and his music, and still being able to find a creativity. Like, making rules? Yeah, like, making a rule, like, this song has to have all lines from a particular movie. Yeah. I'm like, who thinks that? this? That is genius, but you're still a jerk. Like, that's really 
really smart. Like that is so witty. But you're you're just pretentious for even thinking about doing it. Um, everybody knows we're going to be friends whether they know they know it or not, because uh, whether or not you know it, it was the opening credit sequence in Napoleon Dynamite. Oh yeah. yeah they play yeah. that song while they play with the food with everybody's name on it. Right. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> I just love your reaction for uh for I'm finding it hard to be a gentleman every day and I can't wait till you try to come back, girl. Because, I mean, really. And um, then he does I Fell in Love with a Girl, which he probably doesn't even realize that Meg thinks it's about her. <laughs> Meg. Um, Let's see. Um, other albums I have, there's their debut, they're not debut, but like their self-titled album with Jimmy the Exploder. Stop Breaking Down is really fun. That's a fun-ass song. Yeah. Stop Breaking Down! It's really crazy. <laughs> The Big Three Killed My Baby, Suzy yeah. Lee, Sugar Never Tasted So Good is a good song. Mm-hmm. Wasting My Time, Canon, Astro, Broken Bricks, When I Hear My Name is a good song. Do, Screwdriver, One More Cup of Coffee, Little People, Slicker Drips, St. James Infirmary Blues, which is a remake of a creepy old 40s song. Yes, and I Fought Piranhas, which I Fought Piranhas is pretty fun too. And I Fought Piranhas! Yeah. And I Fought the Cope! <laughs> I think this is one of those CDs that, like, when these songs are on, it's just sort of background music. Yeah, that's how I feel about this one, which I still don't even know how to say it right, and so I always say it wrong, and that's Distilge. Um, that song, I, I bought a song from this just because I like the title of the song, that's why there's two of it right there, and that's You're right. Pretty Good Looking for a Girl. Yeah. I was like, what's Weird. that about? And then Dylan, and I was what's like, what's song? I mean, it's just, uh, it's what are any of them? Or any of yeah. <laughs> it's about Jack thinking he's Jack and Meg being Meg. That's what it's about. Right. Hello Operator, Little Bird, Apple Blossom, I'm Bound to Pack It Up, Death Letter, Sister Do You Know My Name, Truth Doesn't Make a Noise, A Boy's Best Friend, Let's Build a Home, Jumble Jumble, Why Can't You Be Nicer to Me, and Your, your Southern Can is Mine. Your Southern Can is Mine I really like because that's another one of those like classy like old Southern songs. That sounds like yeah. a bunch of people sitting on their porch and like yeah, jamming yeah, on tin yeah, cans. Yeah, no, I feel you, I feel you. <laughs> That's how I feel about that one. It's really That's cute. Um, then we have Get Behind Me Satan with Blue Orchid, The Nurse, My Doorbell. Oh, God <laughs> damn, I love my doorbell. We ain't gonna bring I think I love my doorbell. my doorbell. That's the last song I heard by them before I started buying White Stripe CDs. That was yeah. That was the one that I heard. That I was like, you know what? I like every song that I know by them. I, the Denial Twist. That one's pretty insulting. <laughs> that whole song is pretty insulting. If you're Meg White. If you're Meg White. Um, White Moon. That's the one that he was playing, and she started crying. Oh my god. Um. Well, that one, to me, is so sad, because he's basically singing, like, about the perfect woman and how he hasn't found her yet. And it's not her. And Meg White is just sitting there. sobbing. Sobbing. This is not, like, one classy tear. This is, like, dirty, red-faced, choking sobs. So, that's uh, White Moon. Then there's Instinct Blues, Passive Manipulators, Take, 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 I Like a Lot. As Ugly As I Seem, Red Rain, I absolutely love. I love it. You don't like it? I don't think so. I don't remember. Um, that's one, it's got like a toy piano in it with the... Oh, yeah. I like it's it It's interesting. It's called Red Rain. Um, <laughs> this is pretty bad. I'm lonely, but I ain't that lonely yet. Oh, man. Sorry. No. 
egg white. Um, then there's Icky Thump, where um, he decided he was political. <laughs> Snap. Um, you don't know what love is, you just, you just do, do what, what you're, you're told. told. That one I heard on Pandora. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, I finally just got a Pandora account because I'm tired of listening to the same songs over and over again. Yeah. But, oh man, it can be really frustrating because they'll just, ugh, they, some of the shit that they play, I'm just like, okay, no, no, I don't want that. Pandora is how I heard TikTok by Kesha was it? for the first time. I, yeah. I was listening to um, the Lady Gaga channel. Right. And okay. it played that song and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Um, let's I did that at karaoke a few weeks ago. Did you? I still will never listen to any of her other songs or buy any of her albums, but that song is cute. It's damn good. Um, Icky Thump has the songs Icky Thump. You don't know what love is, you just do what you're told. 300 mile per, uh, 300 mile per hour torrential outpour blues is the name of that song. Is it good? It's alright. Yeah. Um, Conquest, Bone Broke, Prickly Thorn but sweet worn, uh, Sweetly Worn, St. Andrew, This Battle is in... I was just calling it, but this battle's in the air. Little cream soda, rag and bone. I love rag and bone. Yeah. I'm slowly turning into you. A martyr for my love for you. Catch hell blues. Cause and effect. And baby, baby brother. brother. I like baby brother because baby brother reminds me of my sister because it sounds like a song that would remind my yeah. sister of me. Yeah. You told me that before. <laughs> baby brother. It's just wacky and silly. And yeah. So that's um, the track list that I have. Um, I would always suggest the White Stripes music because their music is absolutely phenomenal and crazy and like it's neat. It's so interesting once you actually take a second to listen to it, but at the same time, it's not really distracting. So you can sort of talk over it. I mean, there's no, there's rarely bass. It's, I mean, it's two people. Right. It's the guitarist and the drummer. And the thing is, like, while Jack White is insane on the drum, oh on the God, guitar, yeah. he's absolutely nuts, yeah. wonderful, amazing on the guitar. Meg White, <laughs> Meg White on the drums. Her drums sound good. I'm not insulting the way her music sounds. It does. But she doesn't actually know how to play the drums. No, 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 no. It's like she just sort of feeds off his aura. She just like, kind of listens so... to how he's playing the guitar and tries to play along on drums. Yeah. But, like, she's trying to and play the same thing on the drums that he's playing on the guitar. I don't mean she's playing to the beat. I mean she's trying to play on the drums what, he what he's playing, playing on, on the, the guitar. guitar. No, that's exactly what she's trying to do. And yet it so works. It's wonderful. Like, I love it. And anytime we play rock band, playing any White Stripes song it's on the drums is fucking awful. Ugh. They're ridiculously hard. Because Meg White is insane. And I don't know if they talked about this on the documentary, but this is something, like, I've heard before. Like, I know, like, he said in the documentary that people say he doesn't allow her to talk, and that's not no, true. I know. But I, I... Someone told me that he doesn't really, like, let her practice playing drums... Like, she doesn't, like, practice playing a song. Like, this is yeah. how we play this song. Play it. She just kind of goes in and listens to it a couple times, and then just kind of does what she does, and then she's done. Animal. She's like animal. Oh, oh my gosh. This. So, the White Stripes. Check, check, check. them out. Check it out. Who are you, Limp Biscuit? Uh, yeah. Check out my melody. <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing. Um, so... They're not Limp Biscuit. they're the White Stripes. They and they're are, awesome. they're much better than Limp Biscuit. And you should listen to them. So now we're going to move on, let me make sure that this is still going good. Yep, going solid, awesome. Wow, that was a nice little...
Um, well, I'm sure the first, like, two minutes are the sound checks and us being silly. Right, um, right. So, moving on, now we're going to talk about a movie that the two of us watched together. Oh, my goodness. It was absolutely wonderful, and that movie is the 2009 black exploitation film, Black Dynamite. Dynamite! Dynamite! Woo! Yeah, um, we should explain, like, this movie, it's... Technology is really cool, so we watched this movie together in real time over iChat, and uh, it was I, I dig doing stuff like that with Stephanie with, with other it's people because it sort of feels like yeah, you're like in the we're same hanging room. Out. Yeah, yeah, like we're hanging out, so that'll be a lot. But easier. now we are hanging out, which is even better. Oh my god, I know, can't believe it. Anyway, <laughs> Black Dynamite. Um. So um, brilliant. Let's say it was written by um, Michael J. White, uh, Byron Minns, and Scott Sanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was directed by Scott Sanders and starring Michael J. White, who is a former, we decided he is a former football player, isn't he? Is it? Uh, no, it said that he did a bunch of, um... Oh, um, professional martial artist. Yeah, he was a professional martial artist. There we go. He was, um... Who the hell interrupted my kung fu? He was, uh, Spawn in the 1997 movie Spawn, um, which we talked about. It was the first, uh, major motion picture film with a black superhero. Which is pretty cool. And I, who would have thought, like, 1997, like, it was there's that really not that many black superheroes. It's really weird. Um... Um, one of the Green Lanterns was black. But now they're doing it with Ryan Reynolds. Right. But I mean, like, I mean, there were a couple different, in the comic books, there were a couple different Green Lanterns. Yeah, 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 because, like, the Green Lantern is just the ring. Yeah, right. So, um, anyway, he was Spawn, but let me tell you, Spawn was a hideous fuck, because he went to hell and back. Right. Black Dynamite was a damn sexy, fun... Mama Jamma, like he was Black Dynamite, is what he was, and oh he was God. dreamy and had wonderful man boobs. Oh yeah, a and fantastic fro and a mustache, mustache that could kill a baby. I loved it. I don't know what you, why you would use a mustache to kill a baby, but, but if you if were you going to, to, you could use Black Dynamite. I think that mustache would be the only option. He was dreamy. Um, it also had a bunch of show ups, uh, show ups, a bunch of cameos by um, other. Uh, no, no. Let's face it. They 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 did kind of upstage it. <laughs> there are a lot of not um, that he wasn't awesome. But really fantastic um, black actor cameos, including Arsenio Hall. Tommy Davidson was there for a little while, and we Pretty found cool. out um, Brian McKnight was one of the random pimps in it. <laughs> uh, Brian McKnight of Back at One fame, as I usually describe him. Oh, you got me started. Three. this movie it was filmed in super 16 film which really was a big deal back in like the 70s so it looks like it was made in the 70s it feels like it was made in the 70s it's hilarious 
and wonderful. Let's talk about some of the gags. Um, go ahead. Because it is a gag-filled movie. I mean, it's definitely for people. I mean, it's a movie that makes fun of itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, but not quite in that annoying, like, Stan Helsing kind of way. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, uh, one part that we talked about is, uh, there's a part where he's, um, talking to this woman, and you see the boom slip into the shot. Right. And, and the actor eyeballs it once or twice above his head to, like, right. make sure you notice that it's there. Right. Um, he's talking to this woman who, uh, it's cutting back and forth between the two of them, and in some cuts, she's got one teardrop running down her face, and <laughs> some cuts she doesn't. Um, and at another point, this whole time she's smoking a cigarette, but the cigarette isn't actually lit, and at one point there's a close-up of her inhaling. And it has little sparking sounds. It, there's little, yeah, there's this, the sound of a cigarette, but it's right. clearly not lit. No. She's inhaling, blows out, no smoke comes out, and then she coughs <laughs> as if she was smoking the Is cigarette. Is this screw up the mic? Um... Go ahead, I was doing this number. We're, We're finishing cherry limeades from Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this movie was awesome. And basically, um, at the beginning of the movie, Dynamite's brother is murdered by um, some street toughs. And he's basically going in to stop the murder and the drug selling in the streets. Because the kids are getting hold of the stuff. Of the stuff. Yeah. Um, and the kids are, of course, orphans. And Black Dynamite was an orphan once. Was an orphan once, yeah. <laughs> as if he's not anymore. That was one thing that he said that I thought was pretty yeah. great. I'm 18-year-old Black Dynamite, and you are my 16-year-old brother. brother. So good. Oh, the flashbacks in this movie are so funny. They're ridiculously awesome. Um, and there's... There's Anaconda Malt Liquor, which gives you, ooh, 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 that's the motto for it. Right, right, right. <laughs> the movie actually starts with a commercial for Anaconda Malt Liquor, and it is just so good. It's fantastic. Um, you see a lot of boobs in this movie, but not, yeah. like, throughout. There's a lot of boobs at one part. Yeah. And then you see him again once, and then you see him, I think, a third time. Yeah, yeah. But the first time you see him, there's a lot of them. Wow, I know, right? Shh, you gonna wake up you the other bitches. <laughs> there were a lot of fantastic quotes in this movie. Oh, man, it's a very quotable movie. Did you have movie. notes you wanted to bust out? I did, but my computer is D.E.D. Um, you can actually there, use this No, 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 we're good, we're good. I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember most of them. Well, go ahead. Well, um, my personal favorite was, ha <laughs> I threw that shit before I even walked into the room. So, that doesn't really make a lot of sense out of context, but oh my gosh, I died. Like, I died. And, um, I mean... <laughs> I love, um, the fighting was all fantastic. Oh, he is really good. I mean, it, he is a he martial is really artist. Good. Like, he does know yeah. kung fu. Yeah. Who, <laughs> who the hell's in the room? My kung fu. Who the hell is this? Oh my gosh. so fun. And remember when he's like trying oh to hang goodness. up the phone and he just keeps I know, like, and he's just smacking it around. Oh god, it's so funny. Oh, so funny. But um but yeah, so like most seventies black exploitation films, um 
The evil villain is the man. Of course, who else would it be? It's totally like isn't the man the always man. the villain? It Not even in black exploitation films, just in general. He kind of is. The man is holding everybody He's down. He's always keeping people down. And that's I just, what he does. Uh, yeah. He represses yeah. people. And that's what I felt in this movie. I felt a freedom of repression. You felt people fighting the man. I did. I did. And you know what? I liked it. Good movie. It's a good movie. Um, but yeah, very funny. Uh, <laughs> that one scene. What is he even doing? Like he's in a hallway or something at the bordello. And then what does she even say to get him started? Oh my god. I'm trying to remember. They're hanging out, yeah, like it's kinda like this party and everybody's kinda celebrating dynamite and they're all coming up to him and they're like, Oh, that was good work, man. And let me tell you, he is totally calm, cool, collected through the whole movie. Even when he, he gets is mad, a smooth he's like, you know, I'm black dynamite and I'm angry. Like, yeah, but yeah. he's very like smooth and cool. And this is the funniest to me. This is like the funniest shit in the whole movie. So all these people are like celebrating him and coming up and you know like, oh, black dynamite, you did so well, blah blah. blah. And then there's this one hating bitch who walks in, <laughs> and she says something like, yeah, except for that time you didn't do this. And in a split second, I mean, it he was turns so ghetto, zero to ghetto. And he's like, and like, Tanisha, I knew that was you. I didn't even have to look. <laughs> and you're just like, whoa! And everybody kind of like stands there for a second and looks around, and then she just kind of leaves, and then it just goes back. And then yeah, and, and then cool no again. one ever talks about it ever again. And you're like, what? Character. What's Super going fantastic. on? And I love it for that, and also because it reminds me of a YouTube clip called Reporter Goes Ghetto. Oh my god. Where it's, uh, you guys should look it up on YouTube, I'm not going to tell you about it, but just go to YouTube and search Reporter Goes Ghetto. In my mouth. <laughs> Pollen! And, um, it's a delight. Um... Anything else? We, we can touch on Doctor Well, Who. yeah, well, as a listener to Media Monkeys and Chunky Junkies, Woo! I heard the episode a few, well, a month ago? Um, it was, it was a while, while ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. It was well, episode 13, I believe. Okay, that's not that bad. So, um, yeah, I was listening to Stephanie and Jeff talk about Doctor Who, and Doctor Who is one of those shows that, um, I've never really been interested in, because I'm not that big on sci-fi, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, people would tell me about it. Well, Greg and Phil and Tiffany and you would tell me and about Jeff. it. And Jeff. Um, right. And they would be like, oh, you got to watch this episode. This episode is really good. I know you don't care about the show, but you, you just got to watch this episode. And so that um, episode of the podcast, which, of course, I listened to not because it was about Doctor Who, but because I like Stephanie and Jeff. So I listened to them. Um, so, so yeah. Um, and as they were talking about the whole story, I was like, you know what? I want to watch this story. Like, this sounds really cool. And so uh, I started watching it. I didn't really talk to anybody about it when I first started watching it. <laughs> and then I was like, hey, hey Stephanie, I'm watching Doctor Who. And she was like, oh, yes, were you inspired by my podcast? And I was like, yeah. And now we're sort of watching it together. We're watching all the fun episodes together. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, today I finished season two. Mm-hmm. And I watched the first episode of season three mm-hmm. with Catherine Tate, who I loved. Um, very cute episode. Very sad. But, um, oh, 
My goodness. The ending to season two was like... It was rough, wasn't fighting it? Fighting a battle. Like, oh my god. I... So I sent you a text message, didn't Tell I? Tell me you were crying. I sent her a text message that says, I finished I season two, and I'm sobbing like a beaten child. And I was just like... Oh my god, like, oh, it was it was so rough, and I knew it was going to be really melodramatic, and I'd actually seen it before, mm-hmm. but when I saw it before, I didn't understand you know anything that was care, going on, yeah. and I was just like, oh, so moved, and then Greg is like, well, yeah, yeah, no, it's really emotional, if you like Rose, I don't really, I don't really care for Rose, so... I'm not as affected by Greg it. doesn't care about fe- the only I female like, character oh I know God, Greg likes Greg. is the president from BSG. Oh That's it. Yeah, like I Greg know. never. I'm like you never like women. Why am I not surprised you don't like this? <laughs> I was talking about something the other day. I was looking at um, different kinds of photography, and I came across like some maternity photography. And he was like, maternity photography is so weird. It's gross. And I was like. Greg, you don't like yeah. women. Why would you like pictures of pregnant women? I was like, the I think they're gorgeous. Gets, the only time that it gets a little bit weird is when it's like the naked mother and the naked father. And, and they're the like dog. weirdly pressing against yeah, each other. Yeah, and they're like strangely pressed. No, but I mean, this was just like pregnant ladies in the field. Right, no. With their hand gorgeous. on their tummy. It was really it. pretty. And Greg was like, that's weird. And I was like, no, it's not. It's, it's just not. pregnant ladies. It's totally normal. <laughs> like, you just don't. It's okay. It's okay. I'm just like, somebody was pregnant with you one time. I'm like, whether you remember it or not, everybody that's to get born. Everybody that's a person was Was at one time a fetus. Right. Right. Greg. Oh goodness. And yet supernatural. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love Gregos. But I'm so not into sci-fi stuff. And then I'm watching Doctor Who and I'm just like, God, this is genius. Like, I love this. So good. But it's so kitschy and funny and stuff. Yeah. That's the thing that's been hard to get through with BSG. I do like BSG. It is really good. It is really well written. But it's not funny. Like, it's never funny. It's never a funny show. It's always really intense. And so I have to really be in the mood for it. Mm -hmm. And there was one funny episode, and we already passed it. Because I even asked before, I was like, are there any, like, funny episodes? And Greg was like, there's one. (laughs) And then we watched it, and the thing that made me laugh full time was the music in that episode was different from any other episode. And I was like... You know, if they just use this music in every episode, it could always be a comedy. Because the music was very like, like just very like silly, like everything was just really like right. And I was like, well, if they just use this music all the time, it would be funny. That's what we need. Yeah, it's a great show. So hang on, let's check our minutes. Oh, forty-three. But we're gonna have a lot of stuff. That's time. not that long. I usually go for an hour. I mean, that's I'm solid. If this is good with you, this is good with me. I think we talked about a lot. We talked about the White Stripes, which you should still listen to. Oh, totally. We, Even though they're insane. You should try and be like them. You should just listen, listen to Listen to their music and yeah. forget everything I told you about Jack and Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun if you don't forget and you remember while you're listening to the songs. And you're, you're like, just oh, like, you dick. Oh, damn, son. And she's still with your ass. <laughs> um, Meg White's the saddest woman in the world. And it's her own fault. Black Dynamite is an awesome movie. And oh I'll probably uh, end up using the Black Dynamite music in the background. Bumps and White Stripes. 
You guys, uh, you guys can find your white stripes music on your own. Listen to this awesome music for Black Dynamite. Um, Doctor Who is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And Do you want to watch an episode? Sure, we can go watch them right now. All right, that's good. And um. BSG's good also. Maybe we'll talk about it someday. Me and Greg. Eventually, when I do finish that show, it's taking me so long to get through it. Are you still in season one? I'm in season two, but there, <gasps> there are four seasons. I know, I know. And they're not even that long, and it's taken me like three or four months to get through like... I've done two seasons of Doctor Who. <laughs> so it's like, like a season and a half of BSG. Yeah. But BSG is good. I'll tell you more about it in some episode later when I've finished it. <laughs> It'll be like episode 35. Like, it's going to take me so long to finish. We'll see. I, I marked it 35 in this podcast. We'll see what happens. But um, other than that, I'd like to thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Media Monkeys and Junkie Junkies. And um, do you have any last words? Um, wow. Uh, no, <laughs> any last <laughs> words? <laughs> what do you want on your tombstone? Pepperoni. <laughs> High five. That was the 90s, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it was. You're um, welcome. You're remember welcome. when we watched... Did we, we didn't watch Tombstone. What did we watch? No, we watched... Was it Tombstone? It wasn't, it wasn't Tombstone. No, it totally was. It was Silverado. No. I'm, I swear... I don't know. I swear I've never seen Tombstone. I'm pretty sure it was Silverado. Kevin Klein, Scott Glenn, Kevin Costner, yeah, Danny okay, Glover, yeah, Brian right. Okay, yeah, it was Silverado. <laughs> I was like, shit, because I, I swear I've never seen Tombstone, because I've always wanted Western to see it. that's the Western that we watched together, that I was yeah. like, oh, that's, I remember that's we watched actually it pretty too. decent for Western. What's that Western that Emilio Estevez is in? Young Guns? <laughs> or as I like to call it, Young Buns? <laughs> we need to do a Western podcast. Maybe sometime. Just watch some really old Westerns. Alright, alright, we gotta... We're we done, gotta we're do done, s- we promise, we love you. Bye! Enjoy the show. You're welcome.